RadioInfluence.com Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, T.J. Reeves. Oh, we are here with another week of the only digital radio show that is exclusively devoted to underdogs. And I am thrilled, I am pleased, because we had a good week last week. No, we did not hit all three each, but both Kevin Rogers and I, two for three with the underdog selections. So as we do bring in the senior handicapper and writer from Vegas Insider, my friend, good to be back with you. And congrats on Arizona State and also those Buffalo Bills coming through for you in the NFL. I had the Memphis Tigers outright to win. They did over UCLA. And then the Colts had a lead, fooled around, lost in overtime, but still covered. So we both had good weeks last week. Good to have you here and good to have a good week last week. Yeah, it's nice to win more than you lose. And that was the case for both of us. I mean, you look at uh, at least what I had for Arizona State. I guess you could never count anybody out. They're getting points against Texas Tech. This Texas Tech was up big, and Arizona State came back, and uh, you know, a wild game they ended up losing, but they still covered. And then with the Bills, obviously not scoring a touchdown, you know, you don't feel good about that. But they didn't allow Carolina to score a touchdown. So in the uh, in the McDermott Bowl, it went to Carolina, but uh, at least the Bills end up covering. The Bills now two and zero against the spread. Well, and uh, good for them. And and somehow, wait a minute, I smell a trend for later on in Three Dog Thursday when we start to pick games in pro football uh, down the road. There were uh, there were a couple of wild games. First of all, that Memphis UCLA game was almost who's going to have the ball last. Although we do have to give props to my Tigers defense because they had a pick six of Josh Rosen in the second half, had another interception when UCLA was in the red zone, and then stopped them on downs I, at the end of the game uh, with a minute left. Uh, leading by three, so it's not as if Memphis... I, I know they gave up a lot of points, Kevin. It's not as if they played no defense at all, but uh, still, in, in the track meet, Memphis, the better team, with Riley Ferguson throwing the six touchdown passes. How about my Tigers? And, and the name Mike Norvell will become a hot name. This is the downside if you're in the smaller conferences like the American Conference or the MAC or the Mountain West, and you do really well, suddenly the big boys come calling. Now everybody's going to start uh, flirting, I guess, with Mike Norvell, the former Arizona State offensive coordinator, after he gets another big win, beat Houston in the top 25 a year ago, had a winning season, won a bowl game. So uh, now Norvell, I guess, is going to be a hot commodity. But what about my Tigers knocking off uh, Jim Mora's UCLA, Josh Rosen's UCLA? That was a good win for them. I mean, Josh Rosen, I know he had that big comeback against Texas A&M, but uh, you know, there are times it takes poor decisions, and that's not to take away from Memphis's defense, but you know, everyone wants to laud him as like you know the, the second coming of Jesus Christ, and he's really not. Um, you know he, he's very talented, but sometimes his decision making is a little questionable. And uh, you know it turned out to be right. The LA had that early kickoff, and uh, I don't know if it affected them or not necessarily because people always want to go there first when they see West Coast teams going east for an early kickoff. Right. But it's a good non-conference win for Memphis. Good non-conference win for the uh, for the American. You know this is a conference that really needs to you know, beat some good names to, to continue to have validity of the conference. You know, obviously it was Houston for a few years with Tom Herman, and now he's gone. He's got his own issues at Texas. But 
you know, who's that team to beat really in the American? Is it USF? Is it Memphis? Is it Houston? Now with Major Applewhite there. So, you know, for them, beating the, these kinds of teams uh, can only help them. Well, and, uh, you know, I, I brought up that very point about it being a 9 a.m. start time on UCLA's body clock. Interesting for them that they had a good offensive series on the first series, ended up having to punt, and they pinned Memphis in deep. The first play of the game was an 85-yard run by Memphis right through the middle of their defense. So their defense was not awake at the beginning. Now, in fairness, UCLA played very well, had the lead in the first half. It's not as if they slept walk through the whole game. But that is always a fascinating dynamic when the West Coast teams especially play very, very early um, in uh, in the Eastern time zone, like what UCLA had to do. So a nice win for Memphis uh, last week. Do you have any other thoughts? I mean, I took Louisville, and Clemson just dump-trucked them. What about that game last Saturday night? I, I, I guess I overvalued Lamar Jackson way too much, and, and Clemson appears after the Auburn win to be legit again as a national title contender. What do you think, Kevin? Well, I don't think you overvalued Lamar Jackson. I think you probably just undervalued Clemson and how great they still are, regardless. Now they've beaten Lamar Jackson and Louisville each of the last two years, and Clemson basically saying we're still the class of the ACC, regardless of Deshaun Watson being here now with the Houston Texans. But, uh, you know, Florida State, I feel like we haven't heard from them in months, you know, with all these hurricanes and stuff. They played one game and they played Alabama, so it feels like they're off the radar, even though they're coming back to the field this weekend. But, uh, you know, for Clemson, Definitely a big win on the road, and, you know, they're starting to just, you know, Dabo does his thing, and, and Clemson continues. Here's the thing that Clemson's doing now that I think they weren't doing in years past. They're starting to win these games on the road. You know, winning in Tallahassee last year, winning in Louisville this past weekend. Won, you at, know, Auburn, won at Auburn last year as well, right. as well as Tallahassee, yes. Exactly. So, you know, it's easy to win these games at home all the time, but – part is, or at least the hard part to legitimize your program, is starting to win these games consistently on the road. That's what Alabama has done over the years. We've seen Ohio State do it when they went to Oklahoma last year, and then Oklahoma you know, went to Ohio State and won this year. That To do these things, that's what Clemson is now starting to do, where they're not going to have that letdown going on the road. So that was you know, a very big win. They didn't squeeze out a win at Louisville. They blew them out. And you know, for Lamar Jackson, he's still talented. Louisville's still a good team, but we see there's a class separation there when you're excellent defensively like Clemson, where they're still the class of the ACC and Louisville is still a notch below them. That's the voice of, uh, of Kevin Rogers. Uh, Kevin, again, does a great job. Senior Handicapper Vegas Insider. I want to tell you that we got a special guest, Kevin, coming up uh, here in just a little bit, who does a great job with our friends at RadioInfluence.com and with his own football podcast. His college football podcast is Yards and Stripes Service Academy Football. Price Atkinson is his name because we've got some service academies that are making some noise last year and even this year. And Price does a fantastic job of not only getting you up to date on everything going on with those service academies, but he's already had all three head coaches on his podcast on different shows. And this week he's got the former Navy quarterbacking great Keenan Reynolds on his show. So my point is, if we're going to go to somebody about the service academies in football, it's Price Atkinson from Yards and Stripes. And so we will talk to him and see what he thinks with Army as an underdog against Tulane, with Air Force as an underdog against San Diego State, and Navy in the American Conference. Kevin always loves when we talk American Conference football. Navy is a heavy favorite against Cincinnati. We'll see if Price warns us off on that. So he'll be here in a little bit. One more, uh, UCLA and Texas. You made mention of the Texas Longhorns. What a battle. I mean, I know the... 
The national championship game is in its own category with Vince Young and Leonard and Bush. Title on the line, Vince Young scoring on fourth down. Epic game. They've made documentaries about it. They made two documentaries about it on the NFL Network and ESPN's 30 for 30. But that game the other night was not too shabby with uh, with horns and Trojans at the Coliseum as well. I wanted to give you a chance to give a thought on that game as, as USC eventually tied it late and then pulled it out in overtime at the Coliseum. Well, first of all, uh, you know, if you're having a game like that on Fox, you might as well have Gus Johnson doing it. So that's, <laughs> that's always a treat uh, to, to hear that. But, uh, you know, you had a pretty boring first half, and then Texas has the defensive touchdown. Then you had that uh, Darnold pass at the end of the half where Texas' defense broke down. Oh. So those two touchdowns at the end of the half, you know, really, you know, kind of had a bit of a jolt going into halftime, a really nondescript half. But, uh, you know, like you mentioned, USC, they end up, uh, you know, coming back and winning in double overtime. Texas does cover as a big underdog, and look, for Tom Herman, you lose a UCL, or a USC rather in two overtimes, you'll take it. You know, I mean, you, you got embarrassed by Maryland a few weeks ago. That looked bad. Nobody from Texas can feel embarrassed about this loss, going to the Coliseum and taking a USC team that a lot of people think will be in the Final Four coming up in January, and losing a double overtime. There's no shame in that. And we look at the Trojans, that they snuck by Western Michigan in week one, you know, they had the good win over Stanford, and then they, you know, they're finding ways to win. Like, we can't kill them for being undefeated so far. And they go to Cal this week. You know, you hope there's no letdown for them because uh, at, the at the top of the Pac-12, you still have teams gunning after USC like Washington, like Oregon, who's now have a bit of a rebirth with Willie Taggart as their coach. So, you know, I'm not going to get on USC for – winning the way they're winning in some of these games. They've taken care of business. They've beaten three solid opponents so far, and they move forward from here. And USC getting ready to take on Stanford this weekend in Pac-12 action. All right, let's dive into the college football. Again, we're looking for three underdogs simply to cover, if not outright, win. Uh, we will let you know, as I did last week, I thought Memphis would outright beat UCLA at home as the dog, and they did. So we'll specify if that's the case, but we're only looking for the underdogs to cover. So uh, not a tremendous slate. I know the ESPN primetime game is Penn State and Iowa. Uh, Alabama, for example, is in Nashville taking on Vanderbilt. A little bit of intrigue in that game because Vanderbilt had the upset of Kansas State last week. So uh, where do you want to begin for Three Dog Thursday purposes in the college ranks, Kevin Rogers? Well, you mentioned the, uh, the service schools earlier, and I'm going to go with one of them, the Air Force against San Diego State and Mountain West play. Now, you look at San Diego State, and they've had a really good start to the season. Uh, they've already won two Pac-12 games, beating Arizona State on the road and also beating Stanford. And I don't know what's up with Stanford. Maybe you have no Christian McCaffrey anymore. You have no quarterback play. I don't know if David Shaw is not a genius anymore, but uh, the Stanford offense doesn't look very good. But uh, San Diego State with a good win over them last week. Now they go to Air Force. You know, they go uh, out to Colorado. And Air Force, they hung with Michigan last week. They had a really uh, nice effort. They covered in that game, but, you know, they fell short against Michigan. So you kind of wonder now, you know, is there going to be a letdown or just a disappointing performance after losing that game on the road? I don't think so. I think that. Now you can catch San Diego State in a letdown spot after these two big wins, winning as an underdog. They're listed as a short road favorite. And I think Air Force, that uh, coming back home, I mean, they, they played VMI in their first game. So, you know, there's really nothing to get excited about in, uh, you know, in that opener. So now this is our first, like, real home game 
I think that Air Force has got a real shot here to uh, win as a home underdog. Well, and Rashad Penny is the replacement. Remember, it was Donnell Pumphrey last year. Now it's Rashad Penny, another P name for San Diego State, who uh, right now is averaging 196 yards on the ground per game. There's going to be a lot of rushing in this game because that's what Air Force likes to do uh, as well. So fascinating matchup at Air Force with San Diego State ranked in this one in the Mountain West, and you will take the Falcons and the three and a half. As I mentioned, I looked long and hard at Vanderbilt against Alabama getting 18 and a half points just because Vandy plays good defense. I know Jalen Hurts has been fantastic for Alabama. They've got Ridley on the outside. They can run the ball with Bo Scarborough. 18 and a half, though, is a lot of points. I- I'm going to stay away, though, from that game because Alabama may be angry and Alabama may end up rolling Vanderbilt. I know they can run it with Ralph Webb, so I won't take that game as a college underdog. I instead will stay in the SEC. Kevin, we got some, speaking of Three Dog Thursday and Wolf Wolf, we got Bulldog on Bulldog Crime with Mississippi State at Georgia, and I like that matchup with the Bulldogs of Mississippi State getting points on the road, trying to validate the big win that they had over LSU last week. We didn't touch on that already, uh, but the honeymoon is over for Ed Orgeron. I mean, the way that they got blown out by Mississippi State when they hadn't lost uh, to them, I believe it was going back some uh, 20-plus years that they had lost to Mississippi State in Starkville. They usually hammer them. And in this case, the the Bulldogs of Mississippi State with Nick Fitzgerald lit them up 37-7. to Is that seat warm under Ed Orgeron already? First year as the full-time coach after that kind of a loss last Saturday night? Quick thought from you. No, I don't, because you know what? Les Miles got a very long leash, and he did a good job with that program. And, you know, what are you going to do? going to run at Orge run off. You know, he hasn't been there for a full year. You know what I mean? They lost the road to a, to a decent Mississippi team. Like, that wasn't a – it was a bad score, but you know, it's still a conference loss on the road. You know, they didn't lose to grambling on the road. Like, I mean, they still lost to a pretty decent team. So we'll see how they rebound coming up, uh, not even this week, but moving forward. But I don't think the seat is hot yet. I mean, I'd give the guy a chance. Well, and he's got some tough games to come, obviously, in the SEC, including playing Florida, although they do get that at home because of the quirk. With the hurricane last year, they get back-to-back home games, and they'll play back-to-back road games over the next two years because of that. Uh, Alabama looms later on in the year. Not a good omen, though, to get whacked the way that they did by Mississippi State. So I like the Bulldogs and Nick Fitzgerald against Georgia. Georgia had Samford last week. They've got the two-headed monster at running back, Sony Michelle, and also Nick Chubb. But, hey, Mississippi State uh, can run the football as well. And the, and, and the Bulldogs with Aris Williams already 336 yards on the ground and averaging uh, over four and a half yards a carry. Fitzgerald through the air has been dynamite uh, so far this season with seven touchdowns uh, throwing it, five running it, dual threat quarterback kind of in the mold of what they had before with the guy named Dak Prescott. Give me Mississippi State to validate the win last week with another win. I believe they go into Athens and they beat the Georgia Bulldogs in a Saturday night primetime game. Bulldog on Bulldog crime. Give me the cowbells. Give me Stark Vegas. Give me Dan Mullen, who may be angling for a new job, a promotion himself down the road. I like them for Three Dog Thursday purposes in the college ranks. 
All right, so Kevin, we're both good. We both have a college game. We both are going to have a couple of NFL selections. Stand by. I look forward to talking NFL football with you a little bit later on in the podcast. Hang in there with us as we continue on Three Dog Thursday. We're ready to talk service academy football straight ahead with Price Atkinson from Yards and Stripes, the great podcast that talks exclusively about Navy, Army, and Air Force. He's with us shortly on Three Dog Thursday. Three Dog Thursday brought to you in part by FanPlayoff.com. Play postseason fantasy football like you never have before for free. Coming this January. Find out more by going to FanPlayoff.com. The dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reeves. We are rolling along as advertised. I have been looking forward to this, getting ready to get to take advantage of my opportunity to talk to my man, Price Atkinson, who does a fantastic job honing in on service academy football for Navy, for Army, and for Air Force. And with a couple of those schools being doggies this week, I put the bat signal up with the PA in it, for Price Atkinson to join us on Three Dog Thursday to talk some underdogs. Price, you do a great job with the podcast through our friends at RadioInfluence.com. As I've been mentioning, you're off to a great start, and I'm ready to talk some underdogs. Welcome, sir. Thank you, sir. Let's go to it. Appreciate uh, you having me, and it's always a pleasure to share the airwaves with one. <laughs> T.J. Reeves. I don't know about that. Hey, you've shared the airwaves, to speak of segues, with all three coaches uh, right now, you've got a great guest this week uh, as well. You, you've had a few shows under your belt. Just in general terms, how cool is this to be talking service academy football when all three of them are very competitive, good, and maybe even expected to be bowl teams this year? Yeah, it's, it's awesome because coming off last season, where only the second time in history where all three Army, Navy, and Air Force, all three last year they make bowl games and two of the three they win bowl games so certainly a big you know a a, a big opportunity coming into the year where that can be done again you know there's bowl tie-ins for two of them I definitely think all three are going to make it back to the postseason in a bowl game now that's not saying a lot for a lot of programs because college football is the only place that rewards mediocrity with five and seven teams going to bowl games however that's a debate for another story all three of these teams are very good, especially I would take two of the three that I think are really good. And you consider the 5-0 and start to the season. Last week, both a couple teams finally hit uh, took a loss. But when you go to number 7 Michigan, number 8 Ohio State last weekend, that was bound to happen. But all three teams back in action this weekend, just having a lot of fun talking about three teams that play really fun, exciting football, teacher. Well, and that Air Force team hung with Michigan for about three quarters of that game, so they, they've been they competitive, um, uh, to say the least, on that. Hey, one more before we get into the actual games this week, and if you like any of them as the underdogs. I yep. really love how you bring the guest on, talk to them, not only about X's and O's, but kind of their story uh, of why it's important to be part of a service academy, uh, whether it's West Point or Annapolis or uh, out in Colorado Springs. And then you know you, you get that out of them, and then you're also featuring not only analysis of the games from those that cover them, your own input, but you also do something else that I love, and you feature fallen heroes. We, we oftentimes lose sight of the fact 
that these players, by and large, are done playing college football and they are off, in a lot of cases, to the front lines in military service, how big of a treat is it for you to remember some of the fallen heroes that have played for Army, Navy, and Air Force on this podcast, Price? Well, I appreciate the plug, and, and it is important to remember those fallen heroes because you and I wouldn't be having this conversation if it weren't for some of those heroes. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a hero that has given the ultimate sacrifice for our country and for our flag. It's, you know, heroes that are, you know, standing between bullets right now in places that we wouldn't even think or dream or want to think of uh, around the globe. So it's pretty awesome to do it. And, you know, at the same time, while being awesome, it's it's hard to think about some of these young people who've lost their lives. And I say young, Emily Perez, who uh, who was 23 years old when she was killed in Iraq several years ago, finished top 10 in her class, uh, was the first African-American female killed in uh, the war in Iraq and in the war on terror. At 23 years old, finished top 10 in her class, was very active in her church before she even got to West Point, starting an AIDS and HIV ministry, was on the track team at, at Army West Point. You know, people that that are so young have so much life left in front of them. And then the other thing is, you know, friends. You know, I, I, it hit home for me the morning after my wife and I, we got engaged when a close friend of ours who was an offensive guard at Navy, Ron Winchester, we I got a call that morning that he had been killed by an IED in Iraq. And so in starting the podcast, I, I thought of Ronnie immediately because he was just such a great guy. Yeah. But to, to remember people like that, you know, people that I knew and who have given the ultimate sacrifice, there's an element where it's hard to do sometimes. When, when you knew people that, that gave their life. Well, and you do a great job weaving in and out. And again, he's featured a couple of famous ex-coaches the last couple of weeks on Yards and Stripes, has Price Atkinson, with Fisher DeBerry from Air Force and Bobby Ross from West Point from Army Football. Um, I know it's a treat to even talk to the old coaches and hear the stories, too, like you've been doing. And, and fans can go back in the archives of the show through our friends at Radio Influence, through iTunes and Stitcher, and they can hear these old shows. And it's fun to listen yeah. to Fisher DeBerry and Bobby Ross talk as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. Those guys, you know, I could sit there. We, I basically had to cap it at 30 minutes, so to speak, because, <laughs> I mean, these guys can literally, I mean, it's kind of old story time, and that's kind you of You could have done, if I can interject, you could do a day in 30 minutes if you wanted oh. with those guys telling stories. Oh, good God. I mean, just listen to Bobby Ross to tell the story about when he was at Glenn Davis's funeral at, at Army West Point when he passed away, former Heisman Trophy winner, and somebody taps him on the shoulder and said, Coach Ross, I got somebody here that'd like to meet you, and it's Joe Bellino who played against Glenn Davis, who was a Heisman Trophy winner himself playing for the Naval Academy, wanting to meet the Army West Point head coach, and so you get stories like that and stories about going into kids' home where, you know, a guy like Fisher DeBerry, who, who had been there for so long, you know, had a, you know, had a military background, and, and, and talking, kind of sharing about some of the recruiting visits, what he said to moms and dads when he's trying to get them to come to the Air Force Academy, and just so much about the games, too. You could just go on and on, but just fantastic conversations, and just really appreciate you throwing that plug out there, man. It has been a ton of fun. A lot of fun with that. A few more moments here with Price Atkinson. Again, we will get the chance to chat some more with Kevin Rogers about some pro football in a little bit. Now, interesting, Kevin on Three Dog Thursday took okay. the Air Force Academy to cover, if not outright win here, I believe the line's somewhere like three, three and a half, in the matchup with San Diego State. 
So tell me uh, real quick about that. Uh, it's a home game in Colorado Springs. Rashad Penny can run it for San Diego State. They're off the win against Stanford. Give me give me a quick thought there because Kevin Rogers already on Three Dog Thursday likes the Falcons. Yeah, no doubt about it. It is uh, the last I saw. It was a three and a half point spread, and you know this is a uh, this is a team that's very. I, I don't want to call San Diego State dangerous, but when you talk about Rashad Penny, God, how scary he is. I mean, think about a guy that, you know, two weeks ago against Arizona State, he returns a 99-yard kickoff uh, for a touchdown, a 95-yard run for a touchdown, and catches a pass 33 yards and takes it to the house for a touchdown. I mean, the dude is just absolutely sick for uh, Rocky Long, who's one of the most underrated coaches in the country. And speaking of Rocky Long, you talk about a guy that has had the absolute number playing against against service academies, that would be one San Diego State head coach, Rocky Long. And, you know, they beat two, two Pac-12 teams, you know, that big upset over a, a, a team and a coach that I love in David Shaw last week, 20-17. to 17. But the line three and a half, the last I've seen it, you know, so much is often made about playing at altitude. And I think it's a factor, but I think it's some people blow it out of proportion as a bigger factor than it really is. Um, you know, Air Force held their own last week. Uh, I loved what they did in the red zone against Michigan. I mean, Michigan's got some offensive woes, but to still to hold them to 0 for 4 in terms of touchdowns in the red zone, you know, it's an aggressive Air Force defense. I like Air Force to cover. I think they can win this thing outright. I just think Troy Calhoun's team is due in their Mountain West opener at home, 7 o'clock CBS Sportsnet local East Coast time. I think that Air Force is going to cover the current three and a half. They might win the thing outright, but I do think they will cover. I, and also interesting, I just noticed this from our friends at Vegas Insider, that San Diego State opened as a six-point favorite, and it has been bet down already midweek as we're talking to three and a half. That tells you there are a lot of people that have money and have insight that think Air Force is the team to play in this game. So that's interesting. We yep. mentioned we mentioned Navy. Uh, they are a home favorite 11 and a half with Cincinnati. That is an American conference game at Annapolis uh, on uh, uh, Saturday afternoon. It, does Cincinnati, is Cincinnati going to hang there? Luke Fickle's team going to hang with Navy? What do you think? Quickly? I think they'll. I think they'll hang for a half. Navy. They have to clean up the turnovers. And Zach Aby, who's running the triple option now, taking over at, at quarterback, he's been mistake prone in the first couple games for the midshipmen. And they've got to clean up those mistakes because if they give Cincinnati freebies, the Bearcats are going to hang around like the Bearcats hung around with Michigan for a little while. But I think ultimately Navy, you know, playing their uh, the you know the Mount West or excuse me the American Athletic Conference game there at Navy Marine Corps Stadium, coming off a bye week. Now, a lot of times bye weeks you say are great, and usually for academy kids they are, but timing offenses and triple options that are playing well, like Navy has been playing well, it can stymie momentum sometimes. But I still like Navy. I think Navy wins this thing. I don't think they have any problem whatsoever. All right, and Army, is that Tulane? Give me a quick answer. Is Army going to win that game maybe? I know Navy didn't have much problem with Tulane when they played them. What about that matchup in New Orleans? Well, it was a closer game than, than you remember because Navy gets out with a, a two-point win against Tulane in Annapolis. Oh, that's but right. Really, 
you know, Willie Fritz's team, a lot of people forget about the success Willie Fritz has had with that zone option everywhere he's been. I mean, he's won everywhere. I know they're one and two right now. They're given one and a half was the last I saw, TJ. You know, Army is absolutely beat up right now physically coming out of that Ohio State game. They're, they lose their captain in the secondary, Ryan England, and that's probably not the worst loss in the world this week considering you're playing an option team. You could still use the experience. They lost their left tackle, who's likely out, plus their starting tight end. That's a killer. And the fact that Tulane has already played the triple option, they see it every day in practice. And you got to remember, they moved the ball against Oklahoma last week with 21st downs out there in Norman. You know, I think Tulane wins the ball game and covers the one and a half. Interesting. Here's here's the thing, TJ, and having been around Service Academy football a long time, unpredictability is one of the biggest things I can tell you when it comes to the three programs because Academy kids, regardless of which one you're at, they rise to the level of competition and they fall to the level of competition so often. And I think so much of that has to do with the demands that are put on them academically, often taking 23 hours a semester. You throw in the military component, they've got so much on their plate. It's so hard to be up every single week. Academy kids and teams, they play to the level of a competition so, so often. And unpredictability is often the name of the game when it comes to Army, Navy, and Air Force football or any sport. How about, I love this guy's insight. Price Atkinson does a fantastic job, and you make a great point that Army may have been beaten up physically some by Ohio State last week now for this matchup with Tulane. This is the insight that you're going to get. Give me a 30-second answer. Keenan Reynolds is on this week's show, the all-time all-offense wizard from Navy at the quarterback position. I know you had a blast talking to him real quick, right? Absolutely. Just got cut by the Ravens about three weeks ago. You remember, was on the practice squad with the Ravens all of last year. It was a converted quarterback to wide receiver. Said he's, He said to me unequivocally, I am not done playing. I'm going to live this dream out and play in the NFL. He's back home in Tennessee. He's grinding. He's hoping he's going to catch on with a team here really soon. A guy that finished fifth in the Heisman Trophy voting ahead of uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, and several other guys in 2015. And the kid's determination, he is one kid I would never count out mm. pursuing his dreams. I think Keenan Reynolds is going to make it. Hear the interview with Price Atkinson. Again, it's Yards and Stripes, Service Academy Football. That is the podcast through Radio Influence and RadioInfluence.com and also iTunes and Stitcher. Look them up. And again, he likes Air Force as well as Kevin Rogers there for that game uh, coming on Saturday against San Diego State. Listen, keep up the great work. Thank you for dropping some knowledge on the service academies, and good luck with the future podcast. I love hearing them. I love hearing the guests. Keep it up. You're the best, TJ. Appreciate your support always and forever, my man. Thank you so much. Three Dog Thursday brought to you in part by FanPlayoff.com. Play postseason fantasy football like you never have before for free. Coming this January. Find out more by going to FanPlayoff.com. Who are this week's top dogs in pro and college football? We are back on Three Dog Thursday. We are rolling along again. It is the only digital radio show exclusively devoted to underdogs in college football and the NFL. Our friends at RadioInfluence.com distribute things. Again, if you're hearing us through iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere where podcasts are found, in particular on iTunes, rate the show. Tell everybody about the show. The more that 
Uh, you guys rate the show and promote it. It's going to move up in the rankings where people find us and hear about us. So if you enjoy hearing Three Dog Thursday, check us out there. By the way, you can always communicate via the hashtag Three Dog Thursday. You can always find the show on social media, on Twitter, at Three Dog Thursday as well. And you can always find what Kevin's talking about, too, at his Twitter handle, at VI Rogers for Vegas Insider, as we bring Kevin Rogers, senior handicapper, back in from VegasInsider.com. So we've talked plenty of college football. You were one for two in the NFL last week with the Bills getting your victory. I was uh, one for one with the Colts getting my victory. As it stands now, we've only taken one underdog, so both of us have got to go quickly here and each take an NFL underdog or two. In fact, both of us are going to take two NFL underdogs here. Where do you want to begin for the NFL week and weekend that is coming up? Kevin Rogers. You know, last week I won with the Bills. I'll ride them again coming up this week. They're at home hosting the Broncos and Denver hitting the road for the first time, beating the Chargers in week one at the end, and then blowing out Dallas on a really nice win over the Cowboys as a home dog. And now they're flipping to an away favorite, going cross-country this week to Buffalo, which is never an easy trip. And, you know, the Bills didn't do much offensively last week. One field goal, LaShawn McCoy had 12 carries for nine yards. But uh, i got to believe that that Buffalo – here, you know, they've been good for, you know, being a home underdog over the years. They picked up some nice wins, and I think that they can come back this week after losing to Carolina and uh, knock off a Denver team that feels like they're really on top of the world. I mean, the Broncos, pressure on them considering the Chiefs are 2-0, and Raiders are 2-0 and in that division, and, uh, you know, I'm not sure if necessarily a team, you know, the second place team is going to be the wild card team or not the division, maybe like last year, or maybe not, but there's a lot of pressure on these teams to win every single week. And, you know, I think it's just a tough spot after beating Dallas the way they did. And now you got to go to Buffalo, have a nondescript game that I think they get tripped up here by the bills. Okay. And again, for the Broncos, you mentioned first road game. And how about this with, with all the accolades for Brady and breeze who played each other last week. I mean, take your pick. On, on who's got the elite quarterbacks. Matt Stafford just got the huge contract. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, is one of the greats and a Super Bowl champion and on and on. Trevor Simeon's the highest-rated quarterback in the NFL right now with the start to the season. And Denver's defense, uh, I mean, my goodness, putting the smack down on Dallas last week. The Bills will have a tough task playing uh, Denver at home, and you will take the Bills and the three points as the home doggy. I'm going to go road underdog with underdog number one, and I like the Seattle Seahawks uh, here in this spot, even though the Seahawks really struggled on offense for the second straight week. Uh, had problems again with the offensive line. I think they're going to be better this week for a couple of reasons. One, they're going to likely get, and we're talking midweek now, but it looks like Thomas Rawls will be back, who they really like at the running back uh, position. He's been battling a leg injury. Looks like he is going to play. And Tennessee was very good last week in Jacksonville, but I'm not so sure. I don't know how much of that was the uh, the Titans being really good or the Jaguars stink. And it was kind of a mix of the two. The game was really over in the third quarter when it became 30-3 to in favor of Tennessee. And DeMarco Murray being bothered a little bit by a hamstring injury. Marcus Mariota has not been particularly good in either one of their first two games. I know Tennessee comes back home, Kevin, but I like Seattle in this spot. Do you believe the Seahawks, again, in the first two games have struggled to score points at all? They got one Russell Wilson touchdown pass last week. Is Seattle going to get that offense on track maybe as soon as this week? It's hard to say. I mean, it really is. And, uh, you know, you'd think now going back on the road again that maybe they get things straight. But, you know, it's very telling that their offense wasn't good against Green Bay and San Francisco even held them down. I mean, granted, they got the late touchdown 
and they played well defensively. And we know San Francisco has not done you know, well offensively either. But it's definitely a concern. And this Seahawk team, you know, who's your deep threat? You know, who who's I mean, is Russell Wilson now? Is he regressing? I mean, I know it's very early in the season. Now Tennessee has got more of a featured running back in Derrick Henry. He's looked very good now. So that's a, a positive. And we know the Titans don't have a lot of outside threats. But, you know, still a tough spot going to Tennessee. And they haven't really proved anything yet. So, uh, you know, a lot of people will expect Seattle to play better. I'm not too sure. All right, again, Richard Sherman nursing a hamstring injury, but Seahawks have always been very good on the road under Pete Carroll and with Russell Wilson over the last few years. I just like this. We talk all the time about like that individual matchup. I like this matchup with Tennessee, and they're going to feature Mariota, obviously, but the Seahawks can really uh, run laterally on defense and create some problems for him. Let's see what happens in that matchup. All right, we each have one underdog remaining here on Three Dog Thursday for the Pro Football Weekend. Where do you want to go next, sir, for your third and final underdog? Yep, call me crazy here, but it, this is more of like a situational play, and that's Cincinnati going to Green Bay to face the Packers. And the Bengals, they have not scored a touchdown yet this season. They were awful against Houston last week. They were awful against Baltimore in week one. I always have that feeling, no matter what the sport is, football, baseball, basketball, you're terrible at home for a few games. The best thing to do is, is to get out of home and go on the road. And I think for them to go to Green Bay, a lot of people will expect the Packers to win big, not only because of what Cincinnati has done, but also because the Packers, I mean, yeah, it got close to the end, but they were blown out by Atlanta last week. And, oh, they got to come back, you know, after this horrible performance against the Falcons. But, you know, for Cincinnati, they fired the offensive coordinator. They need a little bit uh, of a jolt and you know they were favored the first two games and and now all of a sudden you know you're getting a ton of points and you know if the Bengals can just get this offense going they still have one of the best weapons in the league in AJ Green you know Andy Dalton if he steps up and and plays well Bengals have a shot here I, I think they really do and I think this is the time to jump on them where everyone's kind of jumped off the boat and and rightfully so but uh I think them going on the road after two lousy performances at home, now you're getting almost 10 points with them. I'm going to take a shot with the Bengals. Just be very careful. Obviously, in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood at Lambeau Field, they are awesome at Lambeau with him. But I'm with you. They're way too talented, including running the ball with Jeremy Hill and Joe Mixon, to be this bad offensively, or at least the last time we saw them a week ago Thursday against the Texans by the time they play on Sunday. So you'll take Cincinnati and the nine points. You're not necessarily saying they're going to win the game, but they will at least be in the game and have a chance to win the game taking the nine, correct? Right. I'm not they're, going that far. They're not going to go that far for the shocker no, on yet. that. Well, no. I will I will go with a home underdog on Sunday Night Football to round out Three Dog Thursday here, and I like the Washington Redskins, who looked good last week. Granted, it's the Rams, but with the way the Rams were just uh, d- demolished the uh, Colts in Game 1 at the Coliseum, very impressive the way that Washington outplayed them, especially in the second half. Uh, got the key stops, including the interception at the end on Jared Goff. Uh, Kurt Cousins still has not had a breakout game. The Raiders are are obviously uh, very good, a playoff team a year ago, but they are traveling all the way east. Here we go again with everybody telling them how great they are. Um, Raiders had, a, had an easy game with the Jets last week. Not much of an opponent there. I, I just I like Washington here. They've had some injuries at running back. But I, I think the Redskins will find the formula under the Sunday Night Lights to win this game outright with Oakland. 
the Raiders play a lot of close games, too. They won a lot of close games last year. Let's see if that is, in fact, the case again here in this matchup with Washington. But in this case, I think Kirk Cousins will be doing the you like that at the end of this game uh, here on that one-year deal. I think he'll play well. I think Washington will find a way to beat the Oakland Raiders outright, and I will take them and take the three points. All right, so again, by process of review here, Kevin takes Air Force on Three Dog Thursday in the college ranks, followed by the Buffalo Bills on Sunday, and then the Bengals as well on Sunday, plus the nine points. For college purposes, I've got Mississippi State in the Saturday night primetime game with Georgia. I will take the Seahawks on the road against Tennessee, and then as I just mentioned, the Washington Redskins. So that's each one of us with our three underdogs for this weekend. And Kevin Rogers, they can find out much more about what you're talking about here, all of the information, everything for football. And plus, uh, I know you guys uh, cover all sports with the information and uh, the insight, the analysis, including baseball playoffs, hockey about to start up. Tell them more about Vegas Insider and what you guys have going on. Absolutely. We have a lot of things uh, ongoing, like you mentioned, college football. We have previews all over the place Thursday night, Friday night, the, the big Saturday action, Big Ten notebooks, uh, all of it for college. You can follow all the odds on there as well. And with the NFL, my pick six column every Sunday, total talk looks at just primarily at all the, the totals from that standpoint, if you just like betting totals. The Monday night preview, Sunday night preview, NHL is soon going to come here. NBA starts next month, which is not too far away, and also the baseball playoffs not too far. So really, uh, this is a busy time of year, and there's a lot to check out at VegasInsider.com, and also you can check us out on Twitter at TwitVI. Again, check out Kevin at VI Rogers. You can follow this show as well, at 3 Dog Thursday. Give us some underdog predictions as the weekend unfolds. You can go to at 3 Dog Thursday or the hashtag 3 Dog Thursday and give us some underdog picks of your own. You can ridicule our picks, although we're doing very well uh, right now. Kevin, uh, in, in each of our cases, two wins last week. So far this season, I've gotten at least one college underdog correct uh, for each of the three weeks. Week one, I had two of them correct. I had Oklahoma in week two. I had Memphis last week. So now I'll go with Mississippi State as an underdog. So again, you can ridicule us some, or you can prop us up some as well with the hashtag 3 Dog Thursday. Kevin, enjoy all the action this weekend. Uh, we look forward to seeing what's going to happen, and we'll come back and talk about all of it next week on 3 Dog Thursday, sir. All right, TJ, thank you. There goes the senior handicapper from VegasInsider.com, Mr. Kevin Rogers. We also want to thank Price Atkinson and encourage you to find his Yards and Stripes Service Academy football podcast through Radio Influence and through iTunes, as Price was on with us earlier as well, talking about the service academies, and a couple of them are underdogs. Kevin even likes Air Force uh, this weekend as well. All right, so there you go. That's this week's show. Enjoy the games. Again, find out more about this show at 3DogThursday.com and at 3DogThursday on Twitter. For Kevin Rogers, I'm T.J. Reeves. Thanks for being with us. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you next week on Three Dog Thursday. Hey, this is Bobby Sue Doyle-Hazard, host of the brand new podcast, Leveling the Playing Field, a podcast truly focused on women in the sports world. It is for young women who are looking to get into the sports industry and women who are already in their careers, also looking to make a change. I want to put a spotlight on the amazing women that we have in sports now, and hopefully we can all learn a little something. I'm so excited to bring this to you. Please make sure to subscribe to my podcast, Leveling the Playing Field on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and with my guys at RadioInfluence.com.